This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Italy's failure to make it to the World Cup is not an easy subject for my man Fabrizio Romano, but we're going to have to discuss on the future, of course, of Roberto Mancini and so on. We'll also talk Manchester United, the new manager that comes in in the summer, as well as Rafinha to Barcelona. Is this a certain thing? Is this a 50-50? And so much more, including, of course, Chelsea's continued look for a new owner. Kigo Lasso with Fabrizio Romano begins right now. Welcome to Kegolasso. Thank you so much for being part of the family. On Twitter, Pod, youtube.com forward slash Kegolasso. We're on CBS Sports and your CBS Sports app. Fabrizio Romano, how are you, my friend? Not so good, my friend, because of Italy, but let's think to the future. Uh, let's hope for something better, but it's not been an easy week, to be honest, on, a, on a, of course, on a professional side and on a uh, a fun side because Italy for us is very important. A national team is very important, as you know so well. And so it was a really, really complicated week. Yes, uh, I- I'm sorry to give you that triggered question there, Fabrizio <laughs> Romano. I knew that that was where we were going. And again, my apologies, uh, my friend. And I'm so, I feel for you, man. Trust me, as a Peruvian, I feel for you. I know what it's like. So let's talk about it. First of all, well, let's talk about it from a personal standpoint, Fabrizio. Like you were kind of a little bit worried in the preview. I remember talking to you about it, and I guess that really translated itself into what happened. How how did this happen? Do you think, or not even just a North Macedonia game? I guess Italy putting itself in this situation in the first place. Euro 2020 champions. You know, they wanted the energy after not being in Russia in 2018. What 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 happened? Do you think? I think that I was I was worried, and you're correct to say that because I told you I was worried about this Champions League. Uh, sorry, uh, World Cup playoff because of one reason. I know how our players, Italian players, are, and when you're creating something special, as it happened during the Euros, we were not expecting Italy to win the Euros, absolutely, but mm-hmm. not even to go to the quarterfinals or semifinals, maybe. Uh, so we were already focusing on the group stage, and let's see what happens. So it was something special, growing week by week, game by game. So in that case, we know how we can be special. It also happened in 2006. When we win, it's because we are building something special, not because we are expecting to win. So this is Italy history. Uh, but at the same point, when we are feeling the pressure of something that is needed, you need the top players. When the pressure is there, you need top European-level players. And honestly, I love to be honest because I love the team that won the Euros. I love the way we won the Euros. So fighting, uh, always uh, working on the t- spirit group. So it was fantastic. But talking about the single players, we don't have top European players apart of Marco Verratti and Donnarumma. This is my honest opinion. As of today, they are the only two players we have at top European level. All the other players are not enough to do something special in top competition. So you need to create something or it's going to be really hard to, to be ready to handle the pressure. This is what happens. When we have the pressure, we collapse. And this has been the reality for it. 
This includes Jorginho, do you think? Because obviously he's been a candidate for Ballon d'Or, yeah. etc. What What do you make? Uh, I don't want to completely finger point one person, but you know, to your point about Italy not having a squad of stars does not help, especially in Europe. But clearly there's a separation, and I guess a separation in performance when you play for your club, Jorginho and Chelsea, and when you play for your national team. Yes, yes, Jorginho, of course, is an important player. But when I mean top player, I mean the best in his position. This is what we don't have. And I think Donnarumma is the only like one. Mbappé maybe or Haaland. Exactly, right, exactly, yeah. exactly. This is what we miss. This is what we miss. And Marco Verratti has been very good with North Macedonia. So it was a very good performance by Verratti. Donnarumma did nothing because there was nothing to do for 92 minutes. So, uh, you know, I was expecting something different from other players. But it's always the same story. Also, even at the World Cup, for example, uh, at the Euro, sorry. Ciro Immobile was not performing, for example, but we won thanks to the spirit, to, to, the, to the mentality, but not to, thanks to the single players. So this is why we were needing something fresh, in my opinion. This is what Roberto Mancini got wrong. We were needing some players like Scamacca, Zaniolo, some new face to help this team, but it didn't happen, and so we'll need to, to rebuild. But it's part of our history. When we won, we were not expecting to win. We were expecting to win, like in the World Cup 2002, we were a disaster. So it's part of our history. Always fighting the narrative, the counter narrative. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you you know you've been tweeting and reporting, obviously, about uh, uh, Roberto Mancini. It it sounds that you know he wants to stay and he wants to keep going and see what they can do in the future. The Italian head coach said we're on the same point with the federation. I'm happy about that. We're going to discuss again in the coming days. We'll speak about plans for the future and things to be improved as soon as possible. So it sounds like uh, Mancini will stay. It sounds like. Uh, what, what's the latest there? Yes, he's tempted by staying. This is what also sources into the Italian Federation are saying. So he's really tempted by this possibility to rebuild Italy again, uh, to change this project, to restart everything together with the Federation. So let's see what, the what will happen in the next meeting they will have after the game with Turkey. For my, my personal opinion, is to play this game is the most stupid decision in the history of football because imagine the feeling on Italy and Turkey's side is really... Stupid game, in my opinion. But yeah. at the same point, they need to play. They need to play. This is the rule. And so after that game, Roberto Mancini will meet with the Federation. They will decide together. But there is a feeling into the Federation sources that Roberto Mancini wants to continue, wants to restart this project. We had some rumors about Fabio Cannavaro, the man of the World Cup 2006, who was ready to be his potential replacement in case Mancini was going to resign. But this seemed not the case. And so that's it. How do fans feel about Mancini, by the way? Because, you know fans and not Italian, like everybody, all fans, uh, often have a short memory, right? And they forget that uh, it hasn't been a, even a year since, uh, obviously, what happened with Italy at Euro. So that's amazing. But again, not qualifying for the World Cup is, a, is an issue. So what, what do fans think of Roberto Mancini? Well, honestly, we know that what they did during the Euros was something incredible, was something special. So this is why the fans, Italian fans, are respecting Roberto Mancini. Of course, they are not happy. So the feeling around is always to change in Italy. When things are not going well, even if you did something special a few months ago, they want to change. We want to change. This is our approach to football. This is our mentality. But at the same point, I see a lot of respect about Roberto Mancini in this moment. A lot of respect by the fans, a lot of respect by the players. Even the players know that it's not Roberto Mancini's fault. Uh, maybe something, of course, he did some maybe wrong choices as part of football, but at the same point, he did an incredible, incredible work to rebuild our national team after the disaster we had with Ventura, for example, in that famous Italy-Sweden game. Uh, yeah. So what he did immediately after with the approach, with 
37 wins, uh, no, games not lost in a row was, was incredible what Roberto Mancini did. But now to rebuild the game is not going to be easy because really we are struggling to find top talents into our youth academies. It's re- going to be really, really difficult. So this is why I'm not sure it's the best choice even for Mancini, but let's see. Yeah, no, you make a very good point. I actually read a really good thread and apologies for the person that wrote it. I forgot about uh, about the lack of uh, youth development as well in Italy, uh, you know, and, you know, here's the other part of it. You know, we mentioned uh, Jorginho, but how about some players? I, do you think that it's more also about, you know, these older players, they need to now themselves say, look, it's time for the future. So like Ciro Immobile, Insignia, Jorginho, do you think it's, you know, will they retire? Is it time for them to retire? I think they will leave the national team. This is the plan. This is the expectation around uh, around the team. So, uh, you mentioned Chiellini, and Chiellini will leave the, the national team, but the same could happen with Giro Immobile, also Lorenzo Insigne. Now, of course, he will try a new experience in MLS, but a part of that, they are waiting for new players to enter into the national team. We want to see Zaniolo with the national team. We never saw Zaniolo with the national team because of injuries, because of problems, but now he's ready and he will have a chance. Scamacca will be the new number nine, Inter one team for the summer, but he's an important player, and now it's time for him to show his skills even with the national team. So this is why there are there are many new names but Chiellini even Giorginio is a possibility Immobile Insignia they will leave the national team okay final question it's an annoying one but I'm gonna ask it okay you you don't have to would you rather Italy win Euro 2020 and what happened and not make it to the World Cup or Italy lose that final and make it to the World Cup I have absolutely no doubts on that. Give me the cup. I'm happy with the Euros. I'm super happy with the situation, honestly. I'm still saying that we want the Euros, guys. And it's been something incredible. Imagine that France, with an incredible team, because in my opinion, France could have like two or three teams to compete till the semifinals if they want. Uh, they were knocked out from, from Switzerland. It was incredible on the penalties. England at won- home. I mean, amazing. England home at Wembley. Imagine yeah. if we lost the Euros in Rome with England. I would be crying for like three <laughs> months. So what happened has been, has been incredible. So let's enjoy the cup. Let's enjoy the Euros. We had a fantastic summer thanks to the Euros. It was incredible to be in the streets with people happy after difficult moments because of COVID. So it's been fantastic. So let's leave this Euros and we're happy with the... Let's leave the World Cup and we're happy with the Euros. There you go. Now put all your energy, Fabrizio Romano, into your Italian Gianluca Lapadula because, you know, that will <laughs> I, will. <hopefully. laughs> I will, I will. All right, well, let's move on. There's uh, obviously other uh, topics, of course. Uh, let's talk about Manchester United for a second, but let's begin with Paul Pogba. This is something he said. It's, it's, it's hard to describe this season. Manager changes, injuries, nothing left to win. It's sad. I go through difficult moments, especially in Manchester the national team revitalizes me. Well, that happens a lot, Paul Pogba. I can tell you as a South American, a lot of that happens all the time. So I'm not surprised by that comment. I'm more interested, Fabrizio Romano, in the way that he's thinking about his fate with Manchester United. What do you think? He is not happy. This is the reality. That's why he's always going to the national team and giving interviews because he's not happy with the current situation. Uh, his transfer to May United was not the best idea. Uh, so this is why the expectation around Paul Pogba is to make a decision in the coming weeks. From what I'm told, it's not going to be end of March or April. So he wants to wait till the end of the season before deciding what he wants to do. This is why he's waiting for the new manager, because we know that Manchester United are in the process to hire a new manager. And so this is why he wants to wait to see who will be the new face of the project, what kind of project they have. 
before deciding on Manchester United proposal because they made a proposal. It was last July and the proposal is still on the table. So it's up to Pogba. But at the same point, he's tempted by other opportunities. Let's say which clubs, because at the moment everything is quiet because I see a lot of rumors, for example, about Paris Saint-Germain, but they don't even know who will be Paris Saint-Germain manager. And to decide on this kind of signings, you need a project, you need a manager, you need a director. So there are many things that need to be clarified. And this is why Paul Pogba is going to take time before deciding his next club. But he's really tempted by the opportunity of changing. He wants to win and he knows that for Manchester United project, they need a shock. They need a new manager. They need a new structure if they want to do something important in the next season. But it's going to be complicated. So that's why it's taking time. I think end of May, May, end of May would be the right moment for him to decide. Well, you know, there's something there that you brought up, which is obviously the other important point, which is about a manager in the summer. Uh, Laurie Whitwolf, The Athletic, reported Jorge Mendes uh, you know, there was a target there uh, for uh, a Tottenham anticipation in, in, about Harry Kane as well. Maybe going to Old Trafford as well. Darwin Nunez, Tammy Abraham have been talked about. Before we get into the manager conversation, the talent that obviously Manchester United want in the summer. Who do you think is the, is there a hierarchy? Is there a number one target at this point? Is it Harry Kane? Is there a bunch of people? What, what What's going on? No, what I'm told is that they're exploring many situations because May United will 100% sign a new striker in the summer. They want to have a new phase of their attack, and so this is why they're going to sign a new striker. But before putting in a bid, opening negotiations, they want to make sure that the new manager will be happy with that player. So, for example, Pochettino is a manager that is in the race to become the new Manchester United manager, and he loves Harry Kane. So it could be the perfect match, but... Mm. Could be not the same for Eric Ten Hag. It's just my opinion. It's not news. I'm not saying that Ten Hag doesn't want Harry Kane. I'm sure yes, but I'm just saying that maybe... Yeah, the Pochettino-Harry Kane relationship obviously is strong enough to... Yeah, exactly. And it could happen also to... It could help help also to to, to make the deal happen. So there are many factors in this kind of deal. It's not kind of deal you decide in March or in April. So what they say on my United side is going to take some time before deciding who will be the striker. But all these names mentioned are correct. They love Harry Kane since a long time. But even Tottenham loves Harry Kane. Uh, we know Daniel Levy, how difficult it is to negotiate with him. Uh, we know Antonio Conte, how important it will be for Antonio Conte to keep Harry Kane at the club. Uh, my expectation is if Antonio Conte will stay at Tottenham in the summer, it's because he knows that Harry Kane will stay too. Uh, I don't see Antonio Conte staying with Harry Kane leaving the club. This is not wow. an Antonio Conte, yeah. Antonio Conte approach, Antonio Conte mentality. If he stays, it's because he knows that the club are planning for something big. And something big means keeping Kerry Kane on the club. So just to give you an example on how com- of how complicated it will be to manage this negotiation. So Harry Kane is a name we have to keep in mind, but Darwin Nunez, another name mentioned, he's a player that many clubs want. For example, West Ham wanted him uh, in, in January, but Benfica asked for more than 50 million euros. So imagine how complicated it will be to be in the race for the same player with many clubs looking for a striker. I told you in December, will be summer of strikers. Arsenal, West Ham, Man City, Real Madrid, Barcelona, maybe Bayern, Paris Saint-Germain. How many clubs will go for a striker? In Italy, also Inter, Milan. There are many, many top clubs going for a striker. And Man United too. So it's going to be a long race. Yeah, and of course the exits as well uh, of Edison Cavani, that will happen as well. And I don't even know Marcus Rashford. I honestly don't know if maybe the best thing for him is to go somewhere else. So there's a lot to discuss there. Very quickly, though, staying with Manchester United, you mentioned, of course, Pochettino. It's not a secret, right? Eric Ten Hag, it's not a secret, right, that there's uh, obviously a lot of interest there. Wayne Rooney stated his intentions (laughs) of managing Manchester United. How long is this managerial search list? 
Uh, it's long, it's a long list. Let me say that when Rooney is not included at the moment, but we wish him the best. Maybe in the future could be an option. Would be nice to see Wayne Rooney working for May United. But at the same point, the names you mentioned, Eric Ten Hag had an interview with Manchester United. He's waiting for an answer, but he's been approached by two more clubs. So everything is open on Ten Hag's side. And let's see what May United will decide. Mauricio Pochettino already had contacts with May United board since a mm, long time. So he's always been a target. Even in November, he was in the list, but it was impossible to appoint him during the season for Paris Saint-Germain. They wanted to keep him. But now it's different. We know that he has very good chances to leave Paris Saint-Germain. And that's why Manchester United have Pochettino's name in the list. And I wanted to include also Cruz Lopetegui, who is doing a very good job with Sevilla and he's always been appreciated by part of the board of Man United. Of course, he's not the front runner, but he's a name that they discussed internally. I see a lot of rumors on Luis Enrique, but I'm told that it's going to be more than difficult. He's really focused on Spain and Luis Enrique is not the kind of person that is working at the same time for a club like Man United. He's not a small club. And then for the national team, for Spain, it's going to be a very important workup. They really think and feel that they can do it. And I think they are right because they have many, many good players and a very good style with Luis Enrique, thanks to Luis Enrique. So it's not going to be easy. But Eric Ten Hag, Pochettino, and then Lopetegui are three names that are in the, in the list for sure. Can I tell you, why? it's not going to happen, but I, I honestly think that the only man that can solve Manchester United, if you want to bring back Manchester United to the way that Manchester United was, it's Zinedine Zidane. He's the only one, I feel, that can do this gig. I don't. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I think he's already turned it down, right? Or any kind of approach. Not, just, I'm told that he's not attracted by Premier League in general, but you know how things change sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's too happy uh, sailing around Europe and stuff. It's, it's <laughs> David Moyes 2.0, says De Des Norris. How dare you? How dare you, Des Norris? My goodness. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Move on to Chelsea, uh, Thomas Tuchel's Chelsea favorito Romano and uh, Gagas Lonina. Apparently there was a deal, but it fell through due to the sanctions. What's next for the uh, Chicago Fire Fina? It was very advanced. Eh? It was very advanced. It started end of January. Then the discussions were going through in the um, first and second week of February. Chelsea were ready to make a proposal around 6.57 million euros to Chicago Fire. Then the player would have been loaned out to Chicago Fire till June or December 2023 as he's playing as a starter. So Chelsea were happy with that solution. But at the same point, uh, because of the sanctions, everything collapses. So let's see what's next. But this boy is very special. We know here in Europe that he's not normal for a goalkeeper born in 2004. It reminds uh, of Donnarumma. He was playing for AC Milan when he was 16, 17. So it reminds something special to European clubs. And this is why Slonina is really highly rated. And I'm sure that other clubs will jump into the race to, to sign him in the summer. Because there are many clubs interested. We had some rumors here in Italy about Juventus. Uh, let's see what they will decide to do because they have Chesney, they have Mattia Perin who is discussing a new contract with Juventus. He's out of contract in June, but there are good chances for him to extend. And so let's see if Juventus will decide to jump into it. Let's see what happens with Chelsea. Maybe the new owners will decide to do it. Yeah, and I guess that new ownership search uh, is getting uh, closer. There is a deadline, of course, by May to try and figure all of this out. So we'll see what happens there. Um, Rafinha to Barcelona. We've been talking about him for a while, obviously doing his thing with the Brazilian national team, Brazil. 
um, already qualified for the World Cup. Uh, so we already know how they're doing under Coach Chiche and Rafinha. You, I believe this is what you reported, right? Uh, that he has a few clauses here, uh, depending whether Leeds stay and whether Leeds leave the Premier League. What's the latest there? Yes, the first clause is in case he's, they will stay in the, in the Premier League is for 75 million and the other one is 25 million in case Leeds will be relegated. So there are many options and that's why Barcelona are waiting to negotiate with Leeds. At the moment, there is nothing between clubs because Barca are waiting. They're just talking with his agent, Deco, as we mentioned last time, uh, agent of Rafinha. And so the relationship with Laporta is simply excellent. And that is why they are in very good talks, in very advanced talks, because Rafinha, from what I'm told, is really attracted by this possibility of joining Barcelona. So the deal is progressing on player side, but let's see what happens on lead side. There are also English clubs exploring the situation. Chelsea were front runners before this sanction situation, and now everything, of course, is in standby. But Barcelona are leading the race for Rafinha, so it's a serious, it's a serious chance for Barca. Let's see what happens with Usman Dembélé, because of course they have many wingers, but this Rafinha deal depends on Usman Dembélé. At the moment, there is still nothing going on for his contract extension, but he's performing at top level thanks to Xavi, and so. What happens with uh, with uh, Usman Dembélé is still to be seen. So coming weeks will will be clear. But Rafinha is the main target as a winger for Bars. I feel like Barcelona could do a starting eleven of wingers. There you have so many. They're just everywhere, and yeah. and also those coming from the academy, as well. But Fabrizio Romano, one more question about Rafinha: Should that release clause concern Leeds uh, as they try to avoid relegation? But I guess it's something that they already had in mind and they knew that was happening. It's more about. Jesse Marsh, of course, right, because he's only very new yes. to the job itself. Yes, yes, yes. And that's why they were trying to extend the contract and change the contract for many, many times. They were trying since September, but still no agreement with Rafinha. So this is why it's always been complicated. Even the player knows how big is the, this opportunity for them to, 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 to have this chance to leave the club with a big close, with a really interesting close. So it's normal. It's part of transfer market, and at least they know that this is part of the game. <laughs> Well, part of the game is having Fabrizio Romano as part of Que Golasso, and that is every week. Make sure to follow him on Twitter, Instagram, read his content every Monday, by the way, on cbsports.com. Fabrizio, before we say goodbye, any final thoughts, anything else that you're looking at that we haven't uh, discussed? Yes, I wanted to say about Bukayo Saka for Arsenal fans, that Arsenal are preparing their opening proposal to extend his contract in the summer. So it's not going to be discussed in March, in April, but in May, in June, they will start the discussions with the agents of Bukayo Saka. The player is loving Arsenal life. He's a big Arsenal fan, so he will be happy to stay. Of course, Champions League football will be a key factor for Arsenal to be able to extend this contract as soon as possible, but it's a priority for Arsenal. So they're working on it, and I think it's a very good news for Arsenal because this boy is special. Very, very special. Very, very good news for Arsenal fans. Fabrizio Romano, make sure to follow him everywhere, as I mentioned. Kego Lasso Pod on Twitter, youtube.com forward slash Kego Lasso Fab. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you, my friend. See you next week. See you soon. And uh, enjoy Kego Lasso this week. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody. Have a great, great beginning to your week.